Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another edition of Know Your Enemy. My name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joined as always by uh, my lovely co-host, one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict, my brother in Rod Woodson jerseys today. Jeffrey, how, how are you doing tonight, sir? I can't. I can't I'm mirroring the I'm not failing. Stretch <laughs> off the number. I'm doing well. Rocking the jerseys, ready for the playoffs. It's been a long, it's been a long time since we've had a Cleveland Browns Pittsburgh Steelers matchup, but it goes back. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, t- 2002, I'm, I'm guessing was the, that, that last, that last playoff matchup. So speak, speaking of that matchup, Matt Wood from dogs by nature, Matt, special guest tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing tonight? Uh, good. I feel underdressed. I mean, maybe I should uh, throw in a trash bag or something if I wanted to feel your jersey look. But uh, <laughs> no, glad glad to be talking about playoff football. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the more of these we can do, the better. I, I suppose at this time of the year. But uh, <laughs> Matt, uh, of course, this second of back to back games against the Steelers here. What's uh, what's kind of the, the vibe that you're getting from uh, from the readers at Dogs by Nature? Heading into this uh, this wild card matchup, uh, you know what sucks is we've waited for you know playoff football for this long, and now it's do you have a coach? Do you have an offensive line? And you know it's 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 not anticlimactic because let's be honest, it's playoff football. It's something we you know what eighteen years uh, to be a part of. So that's I mean that's an accomplishment of itself. Uh, so I think that's really cool. Um, it does stink that you have the COVID issues, but I mean, hey, it's you know, hey, I mean, obviously the Steelers have dealt with 
numerous issues playing teams, so it's had these issues. So um, I don't think we'll get to a point um, that this game will be postponed or anything. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, Kevin Stefanski even said today when he met with the press, he's like, you know, it, you know, I hate the saying, but it is what it is. You got to make sure and you got to move ahead and you got to deal with it. So uh, that's the, that's kind of the bummer of it. I mean, I would love to be playing the Steelers at full speed ahead. I honestly, I, there's a large group of people out there that think that the Browns held a lot back in that week 17 matchup. I think, I think they did. Um, if you kind of look at what they've done over the year and what they did in week 17 um, with, I think they kind of had an eye on, I think we can beat Mason Rudolph. Maybe that was a little arrogant, but, hey, it worked out. I mean, a two-point win is still a win. So, um, all in the shake of it, I think it's going to be a, a really good game. But I just wish – I think Kevin Stefanski is insanely important to the Browns. Um, I, I just do. But, you know, hey, well, you never know. The, the Cleveland Browns now more than ever have nothing to lose in this matchup. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people already talking about us house money. Um, Steelers fans this year, um, obviously have the third time really, I guess you could probably consider this a breakout. Uh, I think Steelers fans are kind of sick of, of the whole, uh, this whole scenario and would rather be playing teams at, at full force. It kind of, well, it definitely takes away from the matchups. But Jeffrey, th- this is the second of back-to-back games. Does that favor one team or the other be- being is it easier to, to win two in a row? Uh, are teams more likely to split a series like this? What to, what do you uh, feel about the matchup? I think this one benefits the Steelers. Uh, like he said, I, I do think the Browns were holding stuff back. We can, we'll, we'll get into that a little later when we break down the game and, and what's coming this week. Uh, I agree with that sentiment. Um, but more than that, the Steelers showed nothing. Like they also like both teams were kind of just like, man, we can, we can, we don't have to show you everything. Uh, and the Steelers showed some real promising things on defense uh, from guys who really weren't, you know, stars. So we, we've got, it looks good for the Steelers. Everything from that game looked good for us, except the final score um, heading in. And you're saying, oh yeah, we get TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Marquise Pouncey and Ben Roethlisberger back. We get four of the best players on our, on our team back. It, it feels great. That feels great. But I do think it will be a tougher matchup, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the back-to-back, I think the back-to-back in this one is kind of, kind of a wash. I, I don't think that's a big hurt just simply because neither team really, really showed everything and really had to play, you know, all their players. No one was, Players, the Browns are getting players back. The Steelers are getting players back. Browns are losing players. You know, it's 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 almost like two different teams playing this week. Yeah. Now, Matt, this matchup, like you were saying, with no Kevin Stefanski, of course, uh, on the COVID list now. Um, what, what do you kind of anticipate from the the guys on the sideline that will be replacing him in this game? I, I boy, I wish I had a really good answer. I don't know, I, you know, and that's kind of the thing. Uh, it's all kind of unknowns. I mean, Alex Van Pelt, I think he called plays in Buffalo. Um, so, but I mean, that wasn't Stefanski's offense. I mean, that's really what this is. So, um, what to expect? I, the unexpected is that a, kind of a douchebag answer, but it kind of is what it is here. Um, I think it really kind of lends itself to, look, call something weird. 
You know, Jarvis Landry's thrown a bunch of passes this year. I don't have the exact number, but I think it's like four or five passes maybe this year. And he can really sling it. You know, if it goes wrong, all right, you know, I, I shouldn't have been in this job anyways type of deal. So um, I, I really kind of think that you're going to see – I mean, obviously they're going to do, you know, this. it's not like all of a sudden they're going to be running a different offense or anything, but it, it will just – it's going to be the same offense, but I just think you're going to see a team that's going to take a little bit more risks. And if it goes wrong, eh, screw it. I, they're a year ahead of schedule anyway. So uh, I think it's it's kind of an interesting, dangerous scenario here for Pittsburgh. Yeah, like Jeffrey, like uh, Matt was saying, like of course it's going to be an advantage for the Steelers, uh, Cleveland not having their head coach. But be- because there is this kind of like a side of – mystery that you don't really know what to expect do you think this matchup particularly would be harder to game plan or uh is this just something that is just a complete advantage for the Steelers I think it is an advantage for the Steelers I mean if if last year you were like though Cleveland's playing without your head coach you'd be like ooh, you know that might actually help them when it was <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, yeah this year that's Stefanski's good um like they they kind of announced themselves with the draft they did this year where I was looking at the draft. I had some friends who were like, what the, what are the Browns doing? Like Browns fans I have from my growing up in Ohio were like, what, what are the Browns doing? I was like, dude, they just had like a Steelers draft. Like they had that kind of draft where you're like, you just made smart picks. You just got guys you needed to get. You build a team from there. They've, they've gone. They've, they've changed around the playbook to fit Baker Mayfield better. Something team they've, it was weird. It's almost like they designed an offense around Odell Beckham and then tried to get Baker Mayfield to run it last year. And this year, it's it's much more Baker Mayfield centered. They they realize they have a run game, like you know, it's it's a much better game plan. It's a much better offense. It's just a much better team. For me, it's a big advantage for the Steelers not having Stefanski out there. But what I do want to see is what the Browns do, because when you have coaches missing from preparation from coaches missing on the sidelines, what's going to happen is you're going to see leaders step up among the players. And that's big for the future. That might not be great for this game. But if you see the Browns really put a fight to this game, really make the Steelers work for it, really you know, make this a competitive game, when the COVID situation says this really shouldn't be, the COVID situation says the, the Steelers should win this game, you don't even have a head coach out there, there's going to be mistakes, there's going to be bad play calls, there's going to be – you know, you, you could see timeouts lost due to just, they're having trouble getting stuff together. You can see blown plays before the same reason. Um, I think if you do see the Browns come together, it's going to be a great sign for the culture inside the team, for the leadership inside the team. And that's something that pays off down the road, not necessarily in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Matt, there's there's been a litany of, of people obviously going on the on the Browns uh, COVID list. Obviously, the biggest name this week, uh, Joel Batonio. Can you talk a little bit about the loss of him? And then just kind of my own research, it seems like uh, Michael Dunn, I believe his name is, projects to be the starter, the former AAF player. Uh, do, you, do you have uh, any words about uh, who could be starting there if it is done, if you have any idea about his game and just the loss of Joel Batonio in, uh, as a whole? Well, whoever it is, you know probably about as much as everyone else on that offensive line does about him. Uh, I think the three guys, I think the names have been kicked around, I think have like a combined one NFL snap. 
So, um, and of course, with the COVID issues, the Browns haven't had any practices this week. So you're talking about a guy who is literally going to be uh, Joe Thomas once talked about one time he had to make an introduction to a quarterback in the huddle one time. Uh, and the, the, you're going to kind of see something like that with the, that left guard spot. And Betonio's a rock. I mean, that guy has been in the lineup time and time again. And the Browns offensive line this year uh, went from what was just a, a train wreck last year to what Pro Football Focus says is the number one offensive line in football this year. The one game they did struggle in, though, was the game against the Steelers earlier this year, uh, where they really kind of got some bad down on distances and just did not look like themselves. But uh, the reason that they're really good is because they're really experienced in the middle uh, with Treader and Batonio and company, and they're athletic on the edges. So that, that, that's been a big difference. Now, losing Batonio there, I, it, it, trust me, it, it's not good, but you'd rather lose a guard over a tackle, I think most teams would. And, and I think the Browns would too, especially against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it's not good by any means. So it, it doesn't matter who you go in. Uh, you know, you had Lamb, uh, you had Hubbard as a backup, you used to play with Pittsburgh there. Um, he was doing really well. He got hurt. He was done for the year. Then they had Nick Harris, uh, undersized kid out of Washington that was, stepped in, did well. He's hurt. So, I mean, you're not even talking second string guard here. You're talking about losing not only Batonio, but your second and third string guy. You're down like fourth, fifth string guards here for uh, the Browns. But like I said, uh, you know, with Treader being in there in the middle, um, he's being so good. I have no idea if. Um, you know, and all, you don't know if somebody's coming off or if they can. Like Callahan was out last week um, for the Browns, the offensive line coach who's been a just monster hire. Um, I don't know if he's back or not. Um, he wasn't the one who came off. Uh, they got B.J. Goodson off the list today, so that's some good news. Um, you have to be a medical expert, you know, to be a football fan anymore. Uh, so it's definitely a big loss, but um, – Hey, you know, no one's going to feel sorry for anybody here in 2020, 2021. Suck at 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's really going to be the theme of this year's playoffs. It'd be a real shame if if, if we get done in the nitty gritty of it and say, say there's a Super Bowl matchup and two quarterbacks go out because of COVID. That that would be horrendous for the NFL. How do you think the NFL is going to can't? It wouldn't let a game like if this. All right, if it's a guard, okay, right. But yeah. if it's Patrick Mahomes gets sick, uh, there's no way. Now maybe this is the little brother feeling that you know I have because you know as the Browns have watched this year, you know other teams have been able to play with things. Uh, namely, the Baltimore Ravens have a guy get sick on the field and still gets to play. Um, I, I don't know. I, just to me, it's like, all right, it, it's a it's a little upsetting as a you know I, to be a Browns fan and get to this point and see the team just get ripped apart by this. It sucks, but I mean, I do think that the NFL does have their thumb on the scale here. No, they're not going to cancel for Joel Petonio, but if it was Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger got it, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it's up for discussion. Yeah, uh, it, it really is tough to say. What's really unfortunate about this matchup too, Joel Batonio, Joe Hayden, the two guys that are they're mm-hmm. going to be missing from either team from this game. Joe Hayden has one playoff game, and it was the Steelers' defense absolutely collapsed and let Blake Bortles throw, what, five touchdown pass on him or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And he, wh- whoever team loses, 
who knows uh, how many more playoff opportunities yeah. either of them are going to get. But uh, Jeffrey, speaking of, of the current COVID news for the Browns, Cam Hayward's coming back arrested. I, I'm assuming because of the matchup, Hayward's going to get double teamed a lot. Potentially that could free up Stefan to to have one-on-ones all day. Uh, of course, he, 11 sack is a basically defensive tackle uh, that just lines up a, a little bit uh, further outside than the typical defensive tackle. But who do you expect to have a, a bigger game between the two guys in the middle, Hayward or Tuit? This is going to be a rough game because Hayward's coming back. That was the spot that Cleveland attacked. That left guard spot, they went after Chris Wormley. They went after Alu-Alu. They went after anyone who was in that left guard spot uh, in week 17. And that's going to swap to a major advantage for the Steelers. And the reason the Browns, one of the reasons the Browns really didn't run away with the game in week 17 was Alex Highsmith did a fantastic job on Wills. Like, just a fantastic job. Better, like, I, I went to the film because I was like, he had a good day. Went to the film. He was creating havoc over there. Wills was really struggling with him. I don't know if that was a, a you know, just Wills had a bad game. Uh, wasn't ready for Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith, like, took it on himself to really step it up. But he was winning that matchup, and the Steelers were losing the matchup next to him. If Cam Hayward is really dominating that left guard, it's going to be hard for the Browns to give him much help because then if, if you're shifting, like if you're sliding to give Cam Hayward double teams from the center, like what, what are you doing with two it and what? Like you got TJ Watt over there. And if, and if Highsmith is doing well against Wills, there's, there's only so much help to go around. If, if they start having to keep, you know, six, seven guys into block and just running three routes, the Steelers going to are going to absolutely win this game. That that is you can't do that against this secondary. You just you can't. You've got to spread them out. You've got to find you know weak points. You've got to attack them with more targets than that. So that's one of the big keys to the game is just how that goes down and how they do try to do it. I I have no clue. I if I had to face this defensive line with a guy who had not played in the NFL, I'd I'd be like, well, you know, just give someone else my job. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that is going to be the matchup. Obviously, since Batonio went on the list that people are going to be watching out for. Uh, this game, as most games are, one in the trenches. That, that's absolutely going to be the case. Now, Matt, you guys have an out. Well, you have two outstanding running backs, but one in particular might be one of the best in the NFL, Nick Chubb. Can, can you just talk a little bit about how good he's been this year and uh, whether or not he can still find success if that O-line does uh, have a, a more of a down day? Uh, you know, Nick Chubb, I, and maybe it's my Browns fandom. I know Derrick Henry gets a ton of love, and rightfully so. Derrick Henry is phenomenal. But Derrick Henry gets a humongous workload. And if Nick Chubb saw that kind of workload, he would put up those kind of numbers. That's my opinion. Um, and uh, last year, Nick Chubb had the rushing title wrapped up until – Derrick Henry exploded for 200-something yards in Week 17. So uh, for people that haven't seen Nick Chubb, and I don't think – and that was one of the reasons I thought the Browns held something back in Week 17 because they didn't really run Nick Chubb very much. And um, when he really gets going, I, I'm telling you, I could maybe count on one hand the times that Nick Chubb has been taken down by the first guy. Uh, and that's – with this kind of run scheme – to get those one-on-one matchups, that's a great win for the Browns. So if you can put a helmet on a helmet, 
and just, uh, you know, get in the way of somebody and give Nick Chubb that one-on-one opportunity, he's going to make something happen more often than not. You kind of saw that with the long touchdown run early in week 17. Um, he's really just fun to watch. Uh, and again, my he's on my team, so it's really fun to watch. Um, and he's so different than uh, what you get from Kareem Hunt. Uh, when Kareem comes in, he's a passing guy. Um, he had a huge block on Baker Mayfield's game-winning run there at the end. And it's something that he's kind of done more of this season, and I think he really likes. So it makes it really dangerous when the Browns bring them both in because it's not just the passer. It's not just kind of a guy you know, running a route to run off somebody. It's definitely kind of a new wrinkle to it. And they have been such a dynamic duo because they wear teams down. Uh, there's a reason that the Browns seem to get better offensively as the game goes on because th- that that isn't today's NFL. I mean, as you see with the Steelers' offense, it's it's definitely more pass-driven. Um, you know, it, it's that kind of you rarely see these pounding run teams, um, and you get it with you know obviously Tennessee, but Cleveland's kind of right there with them. It, it's you're kind of a unicorn. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun to watch, but I'm telling you, if the way you beat the Browns, it's kind of like how you beat the Ravens. You've got to get out early. And once you get out early, it then becomes, you've got to throw the football and then you lose the play action. You lose that kind of stuff. You lose the ability to even just lean on the run a little bit. And that's how you kind of get the Browns out of the offense. If you let the Browns get the early lead and lean on that run game, I'm telling you, it it is wearing teams down. And um, yeah, and, Fingers crossed for the Browns. Hopefully they do get out to that lead because that is how you can, you know, you guys talk about the pass protection and stuff, just run at them. And, and you've even seen Stefanski as in the pre- couple games earlier this year, when they were down in games, they continue to run the football. They don't panic when it comes to that stuff. Uh, but, you know, once it get to a certain point, you really got to start chucking it. But, um, no, I, I think that's it. Nick, Nick Chubb is really – and. Yeah, Look, as a Browns fan, I've watched you know other teams beat up on my teams and taking an ability to you know respect talent for what it is. Nick Chubb is really phenomenal, and considering the you know the knee injury he had coming out of college, when the Browns picked him, I was like, that sucks. You know, I think he's got one leg, right? And um, no, he he's just been absolutely phenomenal, a, a real physical freak, and the quietest guy. I mean, the NFL had him mic'd up for the game against the Eagles. And it was like a four-minute clip. I think he said like six words in the whole thing. Uh, so he's he, he's definitely unique, and uh, yeah, he, he's an absolute beast. Yeah, like a, like a young Frank Gore, really super yeah. quiet knee injury, but uh, yeah. absolute beast that's completely durable now. But uh, Matt, I fire one more quick question at you uh, before getting Jeffrey one here. But uh, D- Denzel Ward, is, is there any update on whether or not he might play? Just given the timeline, it, it seems like there's a, there's a possibility he misses Sunday as well. Yeah, that's kind of the one. That I've seen some people say that he could be back. He should be back. It, it, it's one of those things where what day did he test positive or did he test positive? And, you know, and you see a lot of these things, but I, I hope so. If he does, he completely changes the back end of that defense. If he doesn't play, I mean, they're just walking human bullseyes back there uh, for the Browns. Uh, he is definitely the one plus plus starter that the Browns have in the back seven. And if, if he doesn't play, man, it's it's thin pickings on the back end. So with that, Jeffrey, 
if if he does play, what does that mean for Ben Roethlisberger and how he uh, spreads the ball around? That's a difference maker. Uh, we, we we saw that big pass downfield to Clay, Chase Claypool. He was untouched. The, the the cornerback was just trying to run with him, and it's like, yeah, you don't, you're not going to win that. You're not going to win that against Chase Claypool. Uh, Denzel Ward is a perfect, perfect matchup for Chase Claypool because he can, you know, he he is great at getting into his routes, being physical, stopping you from getting into your your spots that you need to be, and that's what we've seen with Chase Claypool is they've allowed a lot of physical contact. Uh, we've talked about that from the beginning. He's an incredibly physical receiver, so they're letting defensive defensive basket incredibly physical with him, and that's how you that's how you stop him. If Denzel Ward uh, negates Claypool on a lot of those long routes, comes in and he can play Deontay Johnson too, uh, that's that's a nightmare for the Steelers' offense because if you take away those deep balls, it's really hard to get anything going for the Steelers. It's it's almost like you have to execute every play perfectly or get Ben Roethlisberger just absolutely on fire, which we know he's good for like two, three drives like that a game mo- at most. It, it makes it tough sliding for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It really does. Those big plays, they, they almost always end up points. Those drives, if you get a big play, it's almost always points. When they don't, this offense can struggle and, and really stagnate. As Jeffrey freezes there right at the end. <laughs> we got most of that answer, but uh, Matt... Uh, there's there's another huge loss uh, for the Browns in Olivier Vernon. Uh, the news coming that he ruptured his Achilles. Of course, he's a free agent. That That's massive for him mm-hmm. because that injury probably even takes him out next year too. But outside of that, how, how do the Browns kind of re- recover uh, for, from a loss like someone who's having a, a second breakout season, I suppose, like uh, Olivier Vernon? Uh, you're going to need a couple guys to step up. I mean, that that's he he wasn't even coming off the field there for the Browns. Um, he had been really good. Um, he really was kind of quiet early on the year, which is kind of surprising considering how good Miles Garrett was uh, for the first ten weeks of the season before he got COVID. Um, and then when Garrett went out, you kind of thought, all right, and then. OV stepped up in a huge way. Uh, he was really, really good. And it just sucks to have anybody get hurt in that kind of fashion. And, uh, yeah, like you said, he was kind of headed towards another payday. And I don't know if that was going to be in Cleveland or somewhere else, but he's a pass rusher. So uh, somebody was going to step up. So the Browns have some bodies to throw at you uh, at the defensive end. Another one is going to be as good as him. But you just have to be pretty good on the other side of Garrett. And he seems like he's kind of getting a little bit more back in the swing of things. Uh, When Garrett came back, he said, you know, he couldn't – he had a hard time breathing. Um, his you could you could just tell that he wasn't his his normal self. He's getting back a little bit, but he's got to put on the cape on uh, on Sunday night. If Miles Garrett is just not a one man wrecking crew, which he can be, um, if he's not, man, the Browns just stink. Getting <laughs> pressure, they just do. Um, and that's the thing. If, if it's not Denzel Ward or Miles Garrett making a play, and for a while they're Olivia Vernon, they just don't really have anyone that's going to make plays. So it's going to have to be just a complete monster game out of Garrett when it comes to that, unfortunately. Now, Jeffrey, on the Steelers side of things, obviously some guys have got some rest. Are you concerned about rust at all? I'm not. I... <sighs> On the Steelers' offense with Ben, you have to be a little concerned, but we we know you're not going to get four great quarters out of Ben Roethlisberger. That that rarely happens anymore. 
uh, you're likely to to see a really ugly first quarter, you know, uh, and then, you know, hopefully we get that back. Hopefully he comes and gets that back. Uh, the worrisome thing is if he comes out and plays great, uh, but the Steelers aren't scoring points early because then there's in the second half, you know, isn't going to be good. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not as concerned about Russ, especially not with Cam Hayward or TJ Watt. We've never seen those guys come off a break and struggle. So I'm not worried about them. Uh, Terrell Edmonds is, is coming back from injury. So we'd see if he's a hundred percent, but he, Sean Davis was bad. Uh, I mean, I love Sean Davis as a free safety. I was always defending him. This He is not what he was before his injury last season, and he wasn't great then. He was just solid. So he's bad now. It's 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 sad watching him. Maybe he needs a year to get really back, but but he's not. He he was bad. So Edmonds back. Those guys, I don't think Russ is going to be an issue for them. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is the big one, though. And hopefully we get a really good half out of him like we did it against Indianapolis because that's that's enough for this team. Now, Matt, speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, what's kind of the, the difference in game plan when the Browns are playing Ben Roethlisberger versus when they played Mason Rudolph uh, a week ago? Uh, yeah, I, I think well, – and maybe this is just a guy from the outside looking in, but at least Mason Rudolph can throw downfield. Um, which is something that I've kind of picked up on. Um, the, the Steelers games I've watched this year is definitely a quick passing game. Um, Rudolph can throw deep. Now, whether or not it's a good throw or not, he can at least throw deep. And if you get somebody that can throw over your head, you have to at least respect it. Um, no, 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 I get it. Ben Roethlisberger still, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. But uh, I, I think that's kind of the difference is how else can you rattle a quarterback when they're throwing the football, you know, a second and a half later? Um, it's kind of been really weird. The big thing that sucked about playing Big Ben, you know, five years ago is it was, he was hard to sack because he was just, you know, able to extend plays. And uh, those are just, you know, backbreakers. You don't really – and, again, I, I'm limited. I'm not – obviously not nearly as – watched as much as you guys. But from what I've seen, it, it's a very quick passing. And you have to be meticulous when it comes to that kind of offense because if you have a drop, or you have something like that, especially if the run game's not there, you can kind of get that to struggle a little bit. So what's the difference? I think it's there. I, and maybe the chunk plays can, can still come for Pittsburgh, but I, I think the Browns will be very content with keeping everything in front of them, especially in front of guys not named Denzel Ward, and be happy with that. And if you can go ahead and you know put together nine play drives – Okay, you know, go ahead and you know try to get back it, get it back on offense. But I think the Browns will kind of keep everything in front of them. Maybe, hopefully, he throws us a few. And uh, at the end of the day, like I said, hope ninety five does some Superman stuff there and maybe gets a uh, to the quarterback in time. So I think that's maybe the biggest difference, you know. And I trust me, I don't think Mason Rudolph's a good quarterback. I have no idea why the Steelers haven't upgraded that position uh, of backup quarterback in those two years. Plus, I just think he's a douche. But uh, that has nothing here nor there. So I, I think that's kind of the biggest difference is he can throw downfield and maybe you know Roethlisberger surprises us. But I think that's kind of the the biggest takeaway there right now and like you're saying like the the only time this year I, I'd say the Steelers kind of got away from that quick passing game for a consistent quarter was that fourth quarter against the Colts and that that was the best quarter Ben's played this year so he, he's got to hold on to the ball a little bit more in the playoffs if the Steelers want to have any sort of a run but uh, as we get to the 30 minute mark uh, people listening to the podcast side 
Uh, flip over to part two if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Just hang tight. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.